I am Raymond Posh, and welcome to the New Ways of Being podcast. This is episode three, and I've had a change of plan. This one is titled My Stories, and the one on channeled teachings will be in episode four. Today, I want to take time to tell you about myself and how and why my life has led me to producing this podcast at this time. Now, if you know me from the Our Spiritual Life podcast, which is um, coming to the end of its fourth year, uh, this is really the next phase for me. And it's really the next phase for you too, because many of us are choosing to participate in the awakening and evolution of mankind. Before I continue, I'd like to remind you that you are a spiritual being, whether you know it and feel it or not. And so I would suggest that you right now tune into that spiritual being part of you um, right now. And with that, um, I'd like to add, yes, you are most definitely having a human experience, but knowing that we are part of something much larger, which is consciousness itself, seeking to experience life as divine beings in the physical world of life on earth. And to me, that makes all the difference. And I hope it would for you as well. We are being invited to shift from ordinary, struggling human beings operating from limitation to be creators who are consciously creating new, extraordinary life experiences uh, and having unlimited potential. So with that said, that actually provides some context. Uh, you know, that's where at the end of my story, I'm, I'm ending up, I'm understanding what very much what I said to you. So let me back up and tell my story. And actually I'm going to, uh, I'll, I'll tie it together into a full story about me, but I'm going to present it as a series of small stories uh, leading from my past up to today. Uh, so let me, um, I don't know if I've quite done, I, I know I've not done this before, kind of laying out my whole life history, and I'm not going to do it in detail. It's going to be a bunch of small stories. Uh, I don't want to bore you to death. I want to give you some insight on where I'm coming from. So I grew up uh, as a child on a farm in Missouri. And um, you might imagine some of the things that might go with that. But I was very big on going off on my own, uh, exploring the woods, uh, finding Indian relics and... Uh, many other things. And so 
over years, as I was from from a very young age, you know, I was out there in the woods at four or five years old and up into being a teenager, I really uh, found a theme in my life. And that was I loved exploring. I loved discovery, finding new things. And I loved learning in general. Now, uh, my mom and dad uh, were very religious Catholics. And so I had that religious upbringing. And um, that factored into it. But as I will tell as I proceed, um, maybe not so much, um, but I'll explain that as I go along. One of the episodes or, or stories I remember in my life um, that might say a few things about me is that I think when I was either 10 or 12, uh, my dad showed me how a rifle worked and how to shoot it. And um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I knew know my dad went hunting and I, I had seen him go off to go hunting. I'd never gone hunting with him. But um, so I went out into the woods and I saw a, a squirrel's nest up in a tree fairly high up. And uh, I'm not quite sure why I chose to do that, but I fired a bullet into that squirrel's nest. And the thing that happened then was that instantaneously, I regretted that. Uh, I I thought that, that probably the, the squirrel was not there, but if it was, I probably had just killed a squirrel that I really at that point knew that I didn't want to do. I um, There was no reason for it. Uh, even though, you know, I have aunt, uh, uncles and, and brothers who go hunting and I don't um, uh, compl complain to them about it, I knew that that was not for me. And in fact, uh, I never did do any type of hunting and I never touched again a, a gun again in my life up to this point. So, you know, I, I, I grew up, I loved school. Um, and uh, then I went off to college. And the big thing that happened to me there is that um, in the very, uh, the, I think it was so actually the fall of my freshman year, I, read a book that made me do some rethinking about what I believed about God and religion. And I decided at that moment to become an atheist. And I was an atheist for 20 some years and very comfortable in that uh, way of being. Um, and I think at the time that I, I made that choice, I think I really had a belief in a divine being and religion mixed up, mixed together. And, you know, I was one of the things that I felt was not right about uh, 
Christianity or in in the Catholic version of that uh, was the belief in hell. And I I could not understand how a loving God could have such a thing as hell. And I I still believe that. And I've had God tell me many times there is no such thing as hell. But I rejected that and I rejected God, too at the time. And well, one of the reasons for that was that was back in the 1960s and the uh, materialistic scientific point of view uh, was very strong then. And the book that I had read at that particular time gave me a way of viewing the way that the universe works as a, well, it, it described it said, and the author of that believed that the the nature of the universe was a pro- progression, a flow. And uh, the universe is a flow in many ways. But um, that scientific point of view never, it, it caught on for a little while. <laughs> and one, there was a major university that taught from that book, but... Um, at any rate, uh, it still was kind of a mechanistic view of the universe, which I no longer believe at all. I very much believe in a living, conscious universe. Uh, there's so much evidence that has been found for that, and I talked about that in the last episode a little bit. But uh, So that put me into being an atheist for many years. And I graduated with a, an, a computer science degree and uh, went into a career in information technology. And that was a long career. And um, uh, one day, I want to tell a little story about something that happened. One day I, I, I was at work. I was working as a, basically a software engineer. And I uh, decided to go to a bookstore not too far away, which was a com- computer bookstore, and just look around, you know, get away from my desk for a little while. And I went into that bookstore. I saw a book that struck me as being fairly interesting. I opened it up to a random page, and there was my name. Now, in a number of my uh, Our Spiritual Life podcast episodes, I've mentioned a spiritual event that uh, played a, a major factor in my life. And, and this is that event. Uh, uh, so I suddenly saw my name in this book. I did not know it was going to be there. I was shocked. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like if someone you're in an airport and someone calls out your name and wow, what's going on? Um, but uh, it was quoting very extensively an, an article that I had written and had published in software magazine. And, um, and so I thought, well, well, that's pretty interesting. I debated, well, do I want to buy this book just to have a copy of it with my name in it and uh, my article? And um, I decided not to. It was a very expensive book, $50. And um, 
uh, so I went back to work and, you know, I continued to think about that. That was such a surprising event. And the next day I decided, well, I am going to get that book. I went back to the bookstore and the book was no longer there. And I asked the clerk about it and he said, oh, well, that we've taken that to the back. Uh, not too many people have been interested. It doesn't look like we're going to sell it and uh, we're going to ship it back to the publisher. And I said, well, I'm going to buy the book. So I did. And but that was a part of made this uh, a part of this uh, event that made it so um, striking to me because I, I realized at that point, if I had not gone to the bookstore that previous day and discovered it, found that I was mentioned in this book and, you know, and in fairly glowing terms, uh, the author was saying that this is exactly what he was talking about. And that's what the whole, his whole book was about, about, but if I had not gone back, uh, it, well, if I had not discovered it that preceding day, I would never have known about it. So I was immediately struck that this is more than a coincidence. This is the universe reaching out to me and wanting me to, to know about this for some reason. And, uh, and I believe that. I mean, many people could totally dismiss this as being pure coincidence, nothing to think about. But to me, for whatever reason, I knew it was meaningful that there was an intelligent universe that I was kind of dismissing, I guess, as an atheist. And it was that it's a personal intelligence that could reach out to me. And so, in fact, I thought that the message that was being given to me was, I'll, I'll put it into words, although, uh, you know, I, they didn't come into my mind that way, but it could have been said to me this way, wake up, you need to know that there is much more to this universe than you comprehend, and you have a purpose that you have not yet realized. And so with that in mind, I set off on my spiritual exploration, going to bookstores a lot and uh, doing a lot of sp spiritual explore exploration, trying to find out, you know, how does the universe work? How do I understand this? I don't think I want the Christian approach to uh, this kind of understanding. So I set about exploring. And because I am an explorer by nature, as I've mentioned, I didn't want to go just find one spiritual teacher and that was it. I wanted to explore a lot of different points of view, you know, find out what uh, many different people said about it, what was being taught. And so that's what I did very heavily over those next 10 years, but continuing on up to today. And um, the conclusion that I eventually came to was that 
uh, and it, it is the point of view that's called uh, uh, what is it called? There's a name for it, and of course, I'm not coming up with it at the moment. But it's the uh, a a particular world philosophy. And uh, I remember reading the book by Aldous Huxley on that subject, and um, and I don't recall the name of the book off the top of my head of either, but. The conclusion that I came to was that there is an intelligence in the universe, and religions call it God, And but many well-studied people who had explored spirituality in depth, and uh, many of the best well-known spiritual masters taught this in effect, although sometimes in different different kinds of words, that there is one consciousness in the universe. And human beings are a part of that one consciousness. Our individual consciousness is a part of one universal consciousness. So we are a part of something much greater than ourselves. And more than that, that there is a wholeness to the universe as a result of that, that that one consciousness creates the physical realm. And so we are part of that. And so everything in fact is tied back with that holistic uh, concept uh, to being a part of one great, consciousness, one infinite being. And so we have a oneness that results from that, that we are connected to all people and all beings, and in fact, everything in existence. So that was fairly profound, and it's led me down many paths. But uh, I'll tell you that it wasn't really until more recent years that I've begun to dig much harder into the implications of that. So let me go on for now. So over those next 10 plus years, um, I uh, continued that exploration. And one night I woke up with a very strong calling. I knew it was a message being given to me by the universe um, that was important. And I had just at that point discovered this concept of wholeness, but I really had a very limited understanding of what it meant. And the, But the, the message that I received was learn to experience wholeness in yourself and then share that experience with the world. Uh, and I've sometimes put it into other words, uh, but the experience of wholeness really, uh, I eventually understood was a key part of that. It's one thing to have a conceptual knowledge of, her, of it, but it's something much different and bigger and deeper and more profound to have the experience 
of wholeness. So that's after that, I that was a key part, but the key part of what I was wanting to understand better to understand wholeness. And I discovered that there weren't that many books about wholeness, uh, a, a handful, you know, four or five that talked about it. And some of those uh, talked about it in a different way that I than I might have been looking for at that time, because some of it talked about it very conceptually and didn't talk about the experience. So I continued on with my career and on with my hobby <laughs> of studying spirituality. Another time I woke up with a message again in the night in my mind. And the message was bring wholeness to everything you do and it will change your life. And so that kind of motivated me even more to understand wholeness and to, re, you know, try to find the experience of wholeness. Uh, one of the things that helped me do that in a way along the way, this I remember in, in, in the year 2007, there was something big going on in spirituality at that time, and it was called the oneness blessing. And it originated out of India with a man uh, and his wife in India. Um, and um, I'm not going to get bogged down in all the details. I'm trying to keep going through this fairly rapidly. But um, um, they ended up creating what was called the Oneness University in India. and. Uh, people started going there and, and getting training in how to be what was called diksha givers or oneness blessing givers. Uh, and many people did that. And subsequently, I uh, I don't recall now how it came to me, but I, I discovered that there was, I, I live in Denver, Colorado. There was a woman in Boulder, Colorado who was a trained diksha giver. And she had, uh, she basically coached people in oneness and uh, would give the diksha blessing and um, in her home. And so I signed up for that. I went and received the oneness blessing. And it was one of the most striking experiences in spirituality that I've had in my life. Um, for those of you that know Reiki, uh, or Reiki rather, Reiki, um, it it was, I've been told it was like a Reiki energy experience. So she put, she placed her hands on my head and uh, she said she didn't really do anything more than call the universal power in to giving me the universal blessing. So she said, you know, it's the universe that's doing this, not her per se. And so uh, what I felt then was this very powerful 
experience of energy, very warm. Um, it had a power to it. I guess I can't explain very well. If you had Reiki, you probably know what I'm talking about. But um, I felt that energy flowing down through from the crown of my head down into my body and through my neck and throat. And uh, I think pretty much coming to rest in my heart. And then a series of uh, visions or experiences came to me. Um, the uh, I saw a vision of the two people in India who created it. And uh, if I recall the, the, their names off the top of my head, I would, but I, I'm sorry, I don't. Um, and uh, they were there and um, guiding me. And then I felt what I would describe as a an explosion, uh, a great energy kind of opening me up. And um, I, um, and I believe I was laying on the floor at that point and uh, I saw this vision of Indira's net. It was like seeing many lights or I I think they've in the past been explained as diamonds, but diamonds are many different individual points of light uh, in the sky and uh, that they I could tell that they were all interconnected. I don't, I think it was like with beams of light. And, um, and uh, then it, it eventually uh, came to an end. And uh, uh, after she gave the oneness blessing to everyone, then she, we talked about it and she asked each of us to describe our experience. And I did. And I was the only one that had anything quite as profound as that. Uh, some may have had a sense of awakening or opening, but nothing that they described as a, a, a visionary experience or, and, and felt experience quite like that. So that uh, impacted me and um, the, the, uh, the feeling of that experience faded over time. But I think one of the things that, um, that it did give me and leave me with was a, a, uh, a quieter mind and a, a, a stronger sense of oneness in the world. And that, that's what it was intended to do to help open us up to oneness. Okay. Let me go on. So I, Continued on in my career, I have, for a number of years, I was an IT project manager. Uh, you know, I eventually began to be kind of tired, grow tired of corporate work life. Uh, you know, corporate work life has lots of ups and downs, lots of stress. Um, 
many times we have in, in when we work for a corporation is we have a strong feeling of uh this is not this work is not as good as it should be you know for the good of mankind uh, you know as most companies tend to be very profit driven etc so any rate uh, <clears throat> i sub Subsequently, at, at a point in time, uh, kind of semi-retired, and I wanted to pursue a spiritual training business as an entrepreneur. And so I pursued that, and that didn't really work out for me. I pursued uh, being a life coach, which I thought would be quite rewarding. And I actually kind of tested it in advance with a couple of tests clients and um but it that didn't work out for me either the the marketing part of that just did not come together for me so at the end of that uh well uh that kind of continued on for several years but uh i did a lot of struggling to find my way basically and um you know i had uh issues that came with that Along the way, there was one very interesting thing that happened to me. I, I started trying to connect with God more, and I wanted to do it in a real conversational mode. And uh, suddenly, I, I was uh, able to talk with God more in a conversational way, ask, you know, ask a question or say something and hear a response and I respond again and hear a response. And um, that was, that was very powerful to me. Now, one of the things that uh, really struck me the most was that God emphasized to me, start a podcast on spirituality. And <laughs> I mean, to the point where, you know, the next time, I don't know if it's the next day or several days later that I talked with God. He repeated that. Start a podcast on spirituality. And he said, this is important. And by the way, I don't specifically think of God as, as male, uh, but I say that more he out of convention. Um the, and the, I, it came to a point though where I uh, I, I realized that uh, what I when I, you know I would ask God about my finances and I was struggling with my finances at that point in time and uh, you know how please help me <laughs> um, and uh, and I heard the answer is that a small miracle is coming your way. It never came my way. And I realized that that was my own imagination that I had inserted to the, into that conversation. And uh, that subsequently led me to doubt my ability to talk with God in, in that particular way. And so uh, that kind of never happened again. But uh, what did happen was 
what I would say it was a big miracle. I have no doubt that it was a miracle, and it was a big miracle. It wasn't a uh, winning the lottery. It was something very different that I've never told actually anyone about, uh, but I'll tell you, and that is one day uh, my my daughter lives on the opposite side across the metropolitan area of Denver from me, so we, uh, I, I don't see her and her family all the time, but um, uh, she uh, homeschools the grandkids, um, a boy and a girl. They're now teens. And uh, and I think this was back in 2019. My wife and I had just bought a used Odyssey minivan and because uh, we like to have something that could haul around big things in. And um, I think my daughter had had, took her car into a shop. I picked her up. And then we went and picked up uh, Will, the boy, my grandson, at the charter school that he was that he goes to twice a week, and um, and then headed back to our house where we were. She was going to wait to for her car work on the car to be done, and um, not about a mile, no, about a half a mile from where I live, there's a high school. And so when we were on our way home, we go past the school, in fact, turn right at the school to a, a street. And um, there, the school had just, high school just let out. There was a lot of traffic there. And I was sitting in the left turn lane. We were sitting together in the car in the left turn lane. And I thought it was that clear to go, but I think I was not looking carefully. I made a, it was probably the stupidest thing I've ever done. I went ahead and turned left and then saw this car coming right at us. And it was less than 10 feet away and not stopping. And I knew we were going to be hit. And then Suddenly, I had driven on through uh, out of the intersection. And I said, that was a miracle. And it was strange because my daughter and grandson uh, acted like nothing had happened. Although right when we saw the car coming at us, my daughter had said, dad in a really terrified way uh, like you've killed us but we were not hit and uh, later that night I reached out to God again and asked was was that a miracle and God said yes I did intervene for you if I had not intervened your grandson would have been killed there. My daughter would have died in the hospital. The other driver would have survived 
but have you gone to the hospital? I would have been very shaken up and uh, oh, pardon me, moment, sir. The emotions hitting me pretty strong right at the moment. Um, I would have been. God said to me, "You would have been shaken up, but survived. But you would have never forgiven yourself because uh, your daughter and grandson died." And, and so I knew that that was a miracle. I figured probably no one would believe me. And um, so I never told anyone. I, it, when the event was happening, I did not hear the screech of brakes. Uh, and so I can only imagine that it was a matrix-like event where there was a suspension of time for everyone except uh, me and my daughter and grandson in our car. And then things resumed. I, but but um, um, I've always been very thankful for that miracle. It, uh, I, I would not have forgiven myself without that miracle. So going on with my life, um, I, I had several years of trying to make uh, business work or a couple different businesses work, not really succeeding very well. And so was in very serious financial shape at that time. And um, I eventually uh, realized that I had to clean up my finances uh, deal with all that. And um, I think it's in uh, A Return to Love. Uh, Marianne Williamson talks about the necessity of cleaning up after ourselves when we've learned our lesson or when we've surrendered to God and said, you know, uh, guide me. Um so I did that. I worked to clean up the finances. I'm actually still paying off some debts. But um, I decided that I, I really needed to go in a route of pursuing more of what I uh, love the most. And I, I love spiritual learning. I, I love the spiritual podcasts that I have been doing for four years. And I, in the past, I had loved uh, folk music and being a folk singer. I had taught myself to play guitar, and I was pretty good at singing and playing guitar. And so I, one of the things I did is I started, I became a folk singer for seniors, senior living facilities, and I'm, I've done that for almost two years now. It will soon be two years. And... Um, uh, and so I continued on with my spiritual podcast, but I did have a, a certain amount of uncertainty about how to proceed with awakening. And, uh, you know, if I was supposed to be a spiritual teacher or guide of some kind, what exactly I was supposed to do. So um, 
some very interesting things began to happen to me with my guests on my Our Spiritual Life podcast that began to help me understand things that I needed to learn. And uh, certain messages came to me, certain books. Um, one of the guests uh, that I had on my show had written a book called Surrender, or might have been The Power of Surrender. Uh, I've forgotten exactly now. But um, um, that, that book was a factor. And so I decided to surrender more at that point until I sensed that I was being given clear messages of how to proceed. And uh, one of the very clear messages is, that I got was keep, keep learning, keep working on awakening. And so I did that. And that, uh, so that over the last, Two years, particularly, it's been a process where I've actually done a certain. I've continued with the Our Spiritual Life podcast, and uh, uh, but otherwise, in terms of making a decision of how to proceed beyond that, I, I I didn't make a decision. I held off on making a decision, and um, not that long ago, uh, might have been two months ago now. Uh, one of the books that I was guided to was The Wisdom of the Council by Sarah Landon. And that that book is totally channeled uh, from a group of ascended masters that she calls the Council of Earth. And um, that's different than some other channelers have uh, uh, a council they interact with as well. But evidently, it's a different group of beings. And um, this book has been profound to me and it's why episode four of new ways of being is going to talk about channel teachings and it, i'll talk a little bit about that book uh but it's not going to be a total in-depth specifically on that book i'm i'm actually going to have a guest uh come who is also a channeler and uh we're going to have a very interesting conversation but this book has been profound to me. And one of the teachings in the book from the council is we get more of who we are. Now, some teachers teach, you know, we get more of what we think about. And so I've, but I've learned that's not exactly right. We get more of who we are. And if we're thinking about something that changes who we are, then yes, it, it can have a, uh, uh, you know, it can manifest specific results. But I think that's why I never had uh, very good luck in my attempts to manifest because I was not bringing that vision or those ideas enough into my being. But if you do that and change who you are, you're your very nature, who who you are being at this point in time and and going forward, uh, it can have profound effects. And so I've I've been living through that process of uh, find uh, looking for my next calling. Let's put it that way. And uh, so 
some callings have been coming to me in the last month or two. And one one calling that's very much related to that book that I mentioned, The Wisdom of the Council, is be the creator of your life experience. And now. So I was being being pushed to step more into the active role of some people call it manifesting, but creating my life experience and uh, and doing it as the the creator. Now, uh, a lot of teachers, you know, will argue that we need to talk in terms of co-creation because it's always with the partnering of the universe. And that's true. But the flip side of that is that we are the universe. We are the divine. We are God manifesting as a specific human being. And um, and I talked about that in episode two. Um, you know, and I've, even though I've known that for a long time now, I've not been able to totally live into that being the creator. And now this book is helping me understand it better and to do that. So I am stepping up to that calling of being the creator of my life experience now, not in the future, right now. Um, and it's like I had three callings coming to me pretty much uh, at once. Um, the second calling is focus your podcast on new ways of being. So that's why uh, this podcast exists. And it's uh, definitely focusing on the being part of that, helping people step into being in the world in new ways, being more awake, being more into their creator power, etc. And the third message was become a way shower. And I understood that to mean um, someone who helps lead others into new ways of being or to show the way. But I, I have a very clear understanding. It's not that I am an expert in some particular way of being. It is that I am an explorer, that I am open, that I am stepping into uh, this process of being the creator of my own life experience. And um, so, and interestingly, the book, The Wisdom of the Council, has a chapter called uh, Become a Be a Wayshower, um, something to that effect. And it talks about being a wayshower um, in those terms. So, uh, a lot is changing. Uh, I, I am being influenced strongly by that particular book. And also there's a another book that uh, Sarah Landon uh, 
uh, put out uh, together with Mike Dooley. Some of you might know Mike Dooley as the uh, creator of the notes from the universe emails. And um, um, and he he kind of, he asked a series of questions and, and the council responded. And, um, and it teaches some other things that are, that are quite powerful as well. Um, so I hope that this gives you some appreciation of where I have come from uh, and what I've gone through in my own spiritual growth and awakening up to now and why I'm doing what I'm doing through, uh, particularly through new ways of being podcasts. And uh, uh, you may have also picked up some indicators of uh, how this is going to lead forward uh, in the future, uh, the, the future of this podcast. So um, that's why I've done this. I hope this uh, gives you some better perspective about me as a person and as a podcast host and as someone trying to bring you uh, really good information and guidance in um, new ways of being. And I, I want, do want to emphasize at this point that um, another part of new ways of being is going to be a, an associated community. I'm working on that now. I've not uh, launched that yet. And uh, I will be doing that hopefully in the not too distant future within a month or two. Uh, I, it, you know, when you're setting up a new website or a new community or it takes work to uh, put that to get that together in the right way and to build it out and to uh, have it structured right and to have good information contained within it. So I'm in the process of that and uh, look forward to that. And as I have in uh, the, the past two episodes, I said, uh, you know, I wanted to point out, I love all of my listeners, even though I don't know you in person. I want the opportunity to probably get to, to know as many as you, of you as I can in person, and that's going to be through the community. But right now, because we are all part of the divine, uh, all part of one consciousness, we are all part of this oneness, this wholeness of the universe. Uh, and uh, I, you know, and because you obviously want to learn about new ways of being in this world, or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, uh, I, I connect with you I and I, I want to support you. So I also ask if you can, I invite you to become a supporter of the podcast and community by pledging a monthly amount on my podcast website, uh, which is hosted on Podbean, by the way. Um, it, your financial support, no matter how small or how big, will help make this service possible. Right now, I only have options of between $1 and $10 per month. So uh, in the future, when this is uh, more in place, I may add a, you know, a higher dollar level for those who can afford it. But uh, right now, if you can do that, 
go to my podcast website and it is at www.newwaysofbeing.world. And the www part is required. Um, so www.newwaysofbeing.world. And uh, as I said, in episode four, I will explore how, and a guest that I will have with me will explore how guidance from ascended masters can speed up the process of evolution or or of healing ourselves even and help us experience life in profoundly more joyful ways. So look forward to that. That is going to be a great episode. It's going to be my first one with a guest in uh, New Ways of Being. I'm uh, looking forward to that. Um, I want you to also understand, those of you who are very familiar with our Spiritual Life podcasts, uh, which has over 100 episodes at this point in time, um, you can view, if if you are in that situation, new ways of being of how as how our spiritual life is going to continue in the next phase. So let me conclude by saying, may you awaken to your true divine self. May you know great love and joy. May you know yourself as creator within your own creation. May you experience a wonderful life with everything you desire. And may you participate ever more fully in the evolution of human consciousness. And, and let me say one more thing is, everything in what I just wished for you there, I know is possible for you. <laughs>